Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gorton Show, the podcast for biz babes exactly like you who are hustling 24-7 but aren't seeing results and dream of building a seven-figure business and beyond. Guys, I am so excited this week. I am joined by Brianna Hunter, aka Miss Mindset, to talk about mindset again, but in a different way than we've ever spoken about it before. This episode is real, it's vulnerable, and you're going to hear what has held us back from achieving our business dreams and how we moved through those blocks along with a side of the science behind why it happens in the first place. Also, a note, babe, trust me when I say if you're ready to succeed, you're going to want to stay tuned until the very end of this episode. So let's dive in. Oh, guys, I am so excited to be joined on the mic again by the legendary Brianna May. It's so weird using your whole name because you're just Miss Mindset now. That's who you are. Oh, man. I find it really weird too because when people introduce me, it's weird when they say Miss Mindset because I'm like, it's Brianna. But then Brianna May feels weird. I'm just Brianna or Miss Mindset, either one. (laughs) Sometimes I write things to you and like I have to use your last name and I'm like, like me? What? Like what is that? How? <laughs> but I'm so so excited to be having this conversation with you today. We're talking on mindset, and we have done a podcast on this before, but it's just such a huge topic. Mm-hmm. And you and I talk about this literally for hours and hours and hours all the time. And I just really wanted to bust open a little bit more of the conversation because. I've heard a little bit lately that people think that mindset is fluffy (laughs) and I mean, we can agree, right? Like there's so much stuff out there that's fluffy. Yeah, 100%. It can be fluffy. And until you understand what's going on, you know, in your brain and how it works, it it will seem fluffy, but it's everything in business. Mm, It so is. And so today, I wanted to firstly riff on, let's like break down the fluff because Mm. you and I are not particularly fluffy people. I wouldn't say we're, you know, super woo-woo, highly in our uber-feminine kind of gals. And so for us, like we need logic and a reason in order to make something be true for us, right? And that's a conversation that we have a lot. So I would love to kick this podcast off. Let's talk about mindset. But can you, because you know so much about this, Mm. obviously being a mindset coach and expert, can you just break down the science of it? Like, because there is science behind it, there's fact and there's there's reason, there's logic and and it's there's proof that this is what's actually happening in our neurochemistry and in our brains. So do you just want to break down what mindset is and, and how that looks in our brains? Oh, yes. I love that you said this. And it's so interesting because even when you say like, we're not really that woo, I would say we are like little nerds really. And we want to learn the science. And I became woo because I studied the brain and psychology. And then I was like, ah, it all makes logical sense because it's happening on a scientific level. Mm -hmm. And so when you understand it, you realize that mindset isn't woo, but basically for me and how it plays out in business and the way that we can understand what's going on in our brain is that anytime we have had a really highly emotional experience in our life, and it usually does go back to childhood or high school or a bad experience in our business, like a really bad client or an embarrassing launch or whatever. When we've had a really, really, really emotional experience, what happens in that moment It's like we want to think about the fact that we've got like two brains and I always explain to my clients like it's kind of like you've got two brains but when you are in a highly emotional state, one of those brains, the thinking, the logical brain, the part of the brain that communicates with the other section of the brain, it goes offline and what that means is you cannot process anything with any reason, with any logic and what happens is that you're processing skills go completely warped and you make all of these things mean something that's probably really irrational and because that thinking brain the rational part of us the mature part of us it's gone offline we've processed it in a really strange way and what that does is it's stored in our body as like a really emotional trauma response and we bring that with us into everything that happens in the future Mm. so when something happens in the future in business or in life that may trigger a similar response all of those emotions get flooded back into our system and once again we can't think properly we can't reason and we start to act really irrationally 
Mm, Yeah, totally. And the way it was described to me, like exactly like that, obviously, was that, yeah, we have the logic brain, the thinking brain, and then we have the primal brain. And like, as we've developed from apes into humans, Mm. you know, as we've evolved, we had an animal brain. We And even as we were, you know, homo sapiens, when we were, you know, much less developed than we are now, we were only using that primal brain. It was like that eat, sleep, sex, you know, there wasn't like what we do now, which is like logic, reason, money, growth. Like it wasn't based on that. It was purely like survival instinct mechanism. And that was it. Survive and and reproduce, survive, reproduce. And so, you know, back in the day, it was like, it was a primal brain. and, And the only time it was triggered you know, those emotional feelings were when, you know, we were, we were in fear or when we were in that fight or flight response in that immediate danger response. And so whenever now our logic brain turns off, our smart brain that knows so much and is so woke and so wise, when our logic brain turns off and we're left with just this irrational, basically reptilian brain that doesn't process, like you said, and that doesn't make logical decisions. And that also is just being driven out of a fear response, usually some sort of fear response, some sort of reactive response that is ultimately not your highest version of self. And I think if anyone's listening and you, you think back to a moment where, you know, you may have acted like, I used to act like such a child. I don't know about you, but like if something didn't go my way, even as an adult woman, mm-hmm. like I drop, you know, a plate of food in my kitchen and I'd be like, I would sometimes like tantrum about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like I would, t- I'd be like, oh, oh, I don't want to do it. And, you know, I'm so frustrated. I throw my arms around and mm. I act like a child. And that's because my emotional response to frustration, I go back to my first experience of that mm. and I start acting like the inner child that I was. And learning how to undo that has been a process and also not always done that work. Sometimes I feel <laughs> tantrum. Yeah. Oh, the stuff keeps coming up until we learn the lesson, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so with that, talk to me about What happens when you start, I guess like, I want to say doing the work, but when we actually start thinking in new ways and opening our minds up, do you want to talk about mindset, like the fact that it is set? Oh, yes. So (laughs) when we have got a real set way of thinking, which is based on our past, we perceive the world the same way every day. And that means we've got, we kind of show up the same every single day until we bring awareness to our patterns and our behaviors. And so we are perceiving the world through a lens of our past most of the time with our own values, beliefs, memories, emotional traumas, et cetera. And it is very much set until we bring awareness to the fact that we can change it. We can stop having the temper tantrum. We can stop feeling like we're going to be sick every time we have to show up online. We can stop believing that work is going to be really, 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 really hard and business has to be sacrificed and all of that. When you start to go, wait, why do I think, act and feel this way? Where did that all come from? And when we have all of the stuff going on in our head, like, oh, this, you know, whatever the stuff is, when we bring awareness to whose voice is that? Where did it come from? And why am I having such an emotional response right now? When we do that, we can actually change what is set and we can rewire it. And what that usually means is reprocessing some things from the past and asking what serves us, what doesn't, and then rewiring stuff that we want to be our new reality, our new behavior, our new mindset. Absolutely. And I think Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this like so Mm. eloquently and so beautifully. If you are not aware of his work, guys, you need to look into it. But he talks about neural pathways, which is exactly what you're discussing. And it's like every single day within our mind, you know, we have thought patterns and and they actually repeat because our mind is super lazy, like Mm -hmm. super, super lazy. It just wants to do what's easy and it wants to keep us safe all the time. That's all it does. And it knows if we keep doing the same things, we're going to keep staying safe. And if we keep staying safe, then we won't die. We won't trigger that reptilian brain. And so we just keep doing the same things. And our mind is literally just running us like, do the same thing. You'll go the same route to work every day. You'll put your pants on in the same first leg, second leg way. You are literally running the same repeated behaviors every single day, like Brianna said and until you bring awareness to okay but is that behavior serving me and Mm. is it actually the most helpful for me and am I actually happy with the way this behavior is running we actually will never change those thought loops those thought loops will just keep looping until we bring awareness to them and what happens when we bring awareness to them is that we start to actually create new they're called neural pathways but just new thought loops Mm. and at first those thought loops are really hard to keep running like at first it's like 
how do I go into this new thought loop? Like you might make it once and then be like, yep, new thought loop, uh, <laughs> done, tick. <laughs> I've done the work now. Uh, but ultimately it does take like anything. Behaviors take so much habit to build into becoming a behavior. And ultimately it's going to take time. You're going to have to keep running that neural loop a lot of times. And so this mindset work, the reason that it's just like never done is because often we might start running a new habit. Like how many times have you thought to yourself, Brianna and I were just talking about this this morning. I'm going to walk 10,000 steps every day, but it's hard to rewrite. And then ultimately, you know, for the most part, let yourself down on stuff because it's hard to rewrite that new neural pathway. It's hard to be like that being the forefront of your mind when you have so much else going on. And so it takes time. And that's where that self-compassion has to really come into this mindset work. Because when we're moving the set point of our mind, it's going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's not like a singular one moment drop in, right? Oh, so true. And it's like, I always explain it with the analogy of like a forward driving track. Like when you see a track that has been driven down so many times by heaps of forward drives, you barely need to hold the wheel because it's just the track that is the most taken. But if you're going to forge a new track, it's going to be bumpy and it's going to actually want to keep coming back to that other track where everyone's gone to. And it's the same with our brain. We need to keep driving over new tracks to make it automated. Mm. And it's just interesting as you were talking about behavior loops and thinking pattern loops how often do we see it with clients like business clients where even the way they think about business can be in itself a mindset a belief set that they haven't even thought like when we say okay so ideally how many hours would you love to work in your business and they're like oh monday to friday nine to five and you're Mm -hmm. like um what if you didn't have to what if that right there is a belief set And you've never thought to think a different loop. What if I could work 20 hours a week and make what I used to make in my salary? Like even that can really limit the potential that we believe is possible in our business because it's a belief set, a value set, and it's so deeply ingrained in us that we have to start thinking so differently and keep driving down that forward drive track. Totally. And even just you saying that, like I think about literally every client pretty much that we've both (laughs) spoken to in Mm. business. And they say things like on those calls, they say things like, yeah, but I'm not scared of working hard. And I'm like, yeah, okay, of course. Yeah, like I'm happy to put in 40 hours a week. Yeah, but but do you have to? And ultimately, do you want to? Mm. Like you might be happy to and it might be okay, but is that the highest version of your life? Is that actually what you want or is that what you think you need to do, right? And so there's that. And like when you were just saying that, I just thought of like literally every client we've ever spoken to just having that same conversation and even just like bringing awareness to the fact that like what is financial freedom to you? Because people are like just enough to be comfortable, but ultimately it's like, okay, but is it? And and like, what is that comfort point? And not even just that, but then like people sometimes dream like deep down, they're like, oh my God, I would love, you know, like $500,000 a year, but they're too scared to honor it, ask for it, breathe it into existence because they don't believe they can have it because they don't believe it's possible for them because they feel greedy, dirty, insert all the things that come up when we start talking about money, which is like one of the biggest things that holds people back. And yeah, we see it all the time with clients is that mindset in business, there's so many of them. It's like, we have to work hard to make money. You you have to put the time in. Uh, you know, there's so much belief that you, ha- especially in startups, you have to do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is, again, it's all ingrained in our loops, in our patterns. And it can be generational, especially you talking about money. Oof, we talk to clients all the time. They feel awkward or yucky even saying, I want to build an empire if that's what they want. Or I don't want to work that much because I want to be with their kids. They feel guilty saying that too, because they're meant to be like hustling and loving it. Or I feel guilty because I don't want to be with my kids. I want to be in my business. And all of those things are like conditioned thought patterns that we have picked up from somewhere, whether it's our own parents, because subconsciously, we don't want to be too different to our parents. We don't want to be too different to our background. What if we start making more money than our family? What if I don't belong there? What if like all of these things, they're conditioned responses. And again, it's a mindset that can be changed. And when you change it, your external world changes with it. Yeah, so much. Your energy shifts. I'd love to get into a real world example. So can you share with us 
a recount of a time where it's like we talked about kind of like mindset holding you back, but it's so much more than that. Like, can you just deep dive on a moment where this mindset, this set point of your mind was literally holding you back, not only in your life, but maybe in the way that you were showing up for others and, and how it was impacting you? Oh, Yes. And I'm going to be like completely transparent and say, this is something that I am still literally right now working on with my own mindset coach, because like you, you know, this, like we all have coaches, you have a coach, I have a coach because it's never done. And for me, like the story that has plagued me in my business and I can share where it came from and where I've learned it is that when I become successful, my friends will leave me or people won't like me. And this has happened every time I've been successful in some way or I can feel momentum building, I almost start to want to run away because on some really subconscious level, I just believe that my success will trigger people and friends will leave me. And so right now in my life, how that is actually playing out is that I'm writing a book at the moment and you know about my book because you've been (laughs) asking how it's going. How's the book, babe? (laughs) And I'm like, um, about that. And when I do the work and I dig really deep, it's like I know in my heart that the book will change a lot of things for me. The book is probably the one thing that I've known since I could write that I was meant to write books and knowing that that's probably going to catapult a new level of success scares the absolute shit out of me if I'm honest because when I was 10 and when I was 11, I'll I'll just never forget it. It hurt me so much. And this is what I mean when I say one of my brains went offline because as a young kid, all you want is friends. All you want is people to love you and accept you. And I remember like the teacher in year five and then in year six, they came to the front of the class to share with the classes who had won like the academic award of the year. And like I was just I didn't even think it would be me because I was I was bloody 10 like I was I was just at school to have fun with my friends and I was excited about you know learning to read and stuff and on this one occasion in particular he did announce that I'd won the academic award and I was like oh that's really cool and I was really proud and really excited and I was so pumped to go home and tell my mum and dad and as I went to go to the car park which is where I'd always met my friends for the first time ever, they didn't walk with me. They went without me and they didn't talk to me again for like the rest of that week. And it was because a lot of them had wanted that academic award. And in that moment, because my rational brain just went offline and I couldn't reason, I didn't have the ability to go, it's okay, maybe they just wanted it. Maybe, you know, all of that. I made that memory mean, or in that moment, I made it mean that it's not safe to be successful and your friends will leave you and your friends won't like you. Mm -hmm. And so, that shows up in my business anytime I'm about to expand Mm -hmm. because I get scared and that's all it is. It's my little 10-year-old self being like, (laughs) I don't want to lose friends. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's kind of been my story and how it shows up. But I'd love to know yours. What's been your big one? Oh, Brie, I just want to hug 10-year-old you. (laughs) I know. 10-year-old Brie. And like, you're so right because you just can't logically ration, like rationale back then, any of that. You can't say... I know that's their stuff and not mine. <laughs> but, you know, they're just jealous. And like, it's none of those things that, that we can rationalize. It's like, it doesn't make sense. It just hurts. And hurt. avoid hurt. Like, that's what we're trying to do. As adult women, we are just avoiding, we're trying to avoid pain, like in everywhere in life. Like, no one wants to actively get into pain, you know? And so we avoid things that seem like they're going to be painful. And that's one of those things for you. And just before we move on to me, I'd love to know subconsciously, like you said, it's stopping you from writing a book. Subconsciously, how else do you think that that might be playing out? Like where have you maybe stopped yourself or blocked yourself from going to that next level? Like how has it delayed you? Like, because that fear of success, which is what we're discussing Mm. A lot of people have a fear of failure, right? But but yeah. I actually think more often women have a fear of success for this tall poppy syndrome reason, right? Mm. How else do you think it's played out? Like in key moments or with key people, how has it stopped you or potentially delayed you? Oof. 
I think at every phase of my business. So I didn't start because I was afraid that what if my business is successful and it actually, my boyfriend, it actually was subconsciously, what if my boyfriend leaves me because I make more money than him? Or what if he feels strange because all of a sudden I've changed and I'm not the, you know, the loving, caring Miss Hunter, the teacher that he fell in love with. And so I actually, and I had to have so many conversations with him where I was like, I'm so afraid that if I start this business, our relationship will change. And it did. It delayed me from even starting. And then it delayed me from scaling my course quickly because every time there was lots of people that wanted and that were showing interest, I would delay the next round. Even though there was people banging down my doors, I was like, oh, if I start to make more money than my family has ever made, if I start to do these, you know, 50, 60, 70K launches, which is right there, I can see the names on the wait list. I could see hundreds of people on the wait list. And I was like, "Uh oh, this is going to be really successful. And, you know, I remember I, I shared this with you once, Steph, I'm a coach inside PMP. And I remember one time you were celebrating me in front of everybody. You were celebrating this massive launch. Like I had this massive launch. And when you shared my, Brianna's just had this launch while she was on holiday and she's done 60K and this and that. In that moment that you celebrated me, I felt sick. And I realized my first thought was, oh, these girls aren't going to like me now. Mm. And so it's held me back at every level. And you messaged me that. And I was like, no, you're a freaking inspiration. Yeah, isn't it crazy? But that that mindset stuff, that 10-year-old me is just like, no, please don't leave me. Like, uh, you know, all of that. And it's showed up so many times. I think it's just that now I'm aware of it. I can decide to keep expanding and to talk to people like you, friends like you and be like, hey, I'm really afraid right now because I've got this stuff going on. And they're like, my friends know we love you. We're celebrating you. Like, and it doesn't stop me anymore. Mm, so, so good. And I know it doesn't stop you because you just are charging ahead. What kinds of things do you now do that, I guess, in those moments where you draw awareness to it, you're like, nope, that's like, and I, I know that you name your like bitchy mind voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what her name is, but I know you name it. You can tell me shortly, but like, you draw awareness to it. Okay, this is not how I want to be feeling. What do you think some of the changes that you've made that you've had to embody to like really push past those age level? Oh, so many. And there's actually so many practical, like tangible things that I've done. And that's actually something that I know where we've done inside of this mindset course that we've got out there. But we do a timeline, like I've sat there and gone, right, at what ages in my life did I remember thinking, ah, my success led to friends leaving or whatever. And so I actually do a timeline and then I sit with my 10-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old self. I speak to her. I have photos of her all over my house. I've named that inner voice. There's, there's just so much because I've recognized that my flavor of fear, which is why that is actually a module inside of our course, it's identifying your flavor of fear and where that memory has come from. I identified my flavor of fear was that success is not safe. Mm. And so I've done timeline work. I've written letters to my younger self. I've reparented her. And I do that every day. Like I talk to my 10-year-old self and I'm like, it's okay. Like you can succeed. It's fucking fine. Yeah, totally. And that huge amount of like self-trust as well, like knowing that you are going to be okay Mm. because you've got yourself you know, yeah. and like you, you will be okay no matter what, because if you have a high degree of self-trust, like you can push through and know that, you know what, I've been through hard things. I can get through hard things. I can do hard things like, and it's going to be fine. Oh, 100%. And you know, when you've got the right people in your life as well, you, you get to build new evidence that there are so many amazing women in the world and people in the world who are inspired by your success. Mm. So, having the right people in your life, aligning yourself with people who have the same values as you and doing all of that self-trust work and boundary work when people aren't giving you the friendship or the support that that you deserve. Yes. All of that. Mm. So important. So true. So true. Um, So share yours. Yeah. (laughs) I have so many. (laughs) I have done so much. I mean, I know that you have too, but I I feel like I have been doing this work for like nonstop for Mm like the last five years and I can give you guys a thousand examples of times where it's been holding me back um, and the amount of tears that I've cried because I just have at times had so much self-loathing and so much frustration like why am I like this like why can't I just push past this like and just getting so sick of my own bullshit like why am I still running the same 
fucking toxic cycle. Like mm-hmm. I just, I've had so many moments like that, but because like, just want to keep it real with y'all. Like this is how it manifests me. I, I, if you're into human design, I'm a generator. And so <laughs> I, my key uh, emotion is frustration. <laughs> and so when I get like, I get, when I get, I get really frustrated quite easily um, about things. And so, you know, a lot of my work, when I feel frustrated, it's bringing awareness to why I feel frustrated because like straight away, that's how I know that something is going on in my world. And that's something that I need to awareness through. And, you know, it might be frustration for a thousand reasons, but whatever that, if I feel that feeling of frustration, it's something that I need to start working on. But the story I'm going to give you was actually the first mindset coach I ever saw one-to-one. And I went there because I wanted to reach a new level of success. Like I, w- I had some money stuff coming up for sure. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, I had this workshop from House of Hobby that went up back in the day. And I had this workshop that we were putting up for tickets for, you know, for sale. And it was going to be the most expensive workshop I had ever sold tickets to. And all the I can'ts were coming up. But I can't charge that much. No one would come. Why would someone pay that to come to my workshop? Like blah, 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 blah. And at first I went because I thought it was money stuff. And it on the surface paraded as money stuff, right? Mm. Um, but deep down, when I got a mindset coaching, when I started doing the work and we started like really starting to uncover those key moments, what it actually was was that I didn't feel it wasn't about the money, it was about actually leading women because at this point in my business I had women coming to me all the time saying things like I feel the way that you felt Steph because I used to tell this story at the beginning of all of my house puppy workshops where we would talk about you know why I created that business and and there was a real need for knowing yourself because I had gone through this really awful experience a traumatic experience with a boyfriend and when we broke up I was like who are you and what makes you happy like you don't even know who you are you don't even know what makes you happy you have no idea what your identity is like who mm. are who is Steph if she's not drinking and she's not partying which are things that she does that don't even serve her who is she and so I was on a mission to help women find themselves because I felt lost and I knew that other women were feeling lost and so that was why I created House of Hobby and I told that story at the beginning of every workshop that we ran and so I had women coming to me all the time being like oh my god I feel that I'm going through that like you're such an inspiration like I can't believe you know how you've done this and like I want to do what you've done and I was like you can't lead this woman mm. like you are broken like you who are you to lead these women like you are not good enough. You are not smart enough. You are not capable enough. You don't have any skills. You are, you're just fake. Like that's what I was telling myself. You're just fake. You're just confident on the outside, but you have no idea what's actually really going on. And when we dug deep into it, the whole, like there was a not enoughness definitely that needed to be worked on there. But the real thing that was holding me back was I was thrust into a position of leadership. Hmm. And when I thought about what a leader looked like, the people who came to mind were like Donald Trump or like John Howard, like Julia Gillard. Old white men. <laughs> like old white men and politicians Ooh. who my parents hated. Yeah. Who people hate. Mm. And so when I was thinking about, okay, now I'm a leader and I'm in this leadership position and people are looking to me to be a leader, I was like, I can't be a leader because. Mm. That's what leadership looks like and that is not who I am and I can't be that person. So therefore, I'm going to be an awful leader and therefore, this whole business is going to crumble because if that's what that means, if that's what leadership and that's what success was defined as, in my mind, that's what success and leadership look like. looked like having power. It looked like, I was like, I don't want a fucking bar of it. Mm-hmm. And so, I just... I was holding myself back so much and it was manifesting in like all of the little things. Like I wouldn't charge those price points. I would stop advertising workshops. I would stop showing up on social media. I would, you know, overwork and burn out because of all this like fear of success because I thought success was ugly because I thought that leadership Mm. was ugly because, and then as I started to lead teams, I even more had to do the work of really ripping apart what leadership meant because there was no way, if I'm leaving my Donald Trump, like you're all going to have an awful experience working with me, right? Yeah. Um, And how can I be a good boss? Like every example of a boss I've ever had has been an asshole. Mm. Like all of that, like there's so much work, but that was a really defining moment for me, a really key moment of being like the way that you are subconsciously perceiving the thing. So Mm -hmm. 
or what success looks like. Like, you know, you're scared of success, Brie, because at some point, like you said, when you're a kid, but probably there are other examples oh, of yeah. lifetime where people have become famous or rich and your parents have said things like dirty rich. Oh, yeah. Filthy rich. Or show know, pony. Show pony when my dad sees a guy in a Ferrari. or And so we're consciously like reminded really regularly that being successful and having money is bad. It's gross and it's yuck. And so we don't want it. Of course you don't want it. Of course you're blocking yourself from getting to the success that you want. Of course you don't want it. Like it makes sense that you don't want to be in leadership because if you that's what leader looks like, there's no way you're going to want to do it. So you're not oh. going to hire teams. You're not going to scale. You're not going to hire a VA. You're not going to grow your business. You're not going to put yourself out on social media. You're not going to share your vulnerable stories because why would you if that's what exactly. you think you're going to get, you know? Oh, so true. And that's how like all the things you were just explaining, it was just presenting as imposter syndrome. And underneath the surface, there was all of this enoughness and programming. I'm really like, do you think you would have been able to figure that out? on your own because it does present, it comes out in such strange ways when you do the work and you're like, ah, now it makes sense. Oh, no way. Yeah, no. I think it's like, you know, not back to like what we've been working on, which, you know, Brianna and I have been working on a mindset course and and back to that, like, it's the questioning because right now, again, your mind is running a thought loop Mm. and that thought loop is just the same. Mm. The minute you ask it a, a sideways question, like, why? Why? Like, you know, I can't charge that much. Why not? Because other people aren't. How's that a problem? Oh, it's a minute. It's just two questions. Why? Yeah. Okay, that's why. Yeah. And how's that a problem? Because, well, uh, 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 I mean, I guess it's not a problem. <laughs> why are we making it a problem? Right? Yes. So the minute that you question the nature of your reality, the, the minute that you question the nature of your belief systems, we're just... They don't even have to be in depth, but you need someone to push you, not someone, but something you need to be forced to question what is going on because, and that's where I think the mindset work comes in so handy. There's no way I would have been able to figure that out. And obviously guys, like I've done five years of <laughs> mindset work. I've, I've invested in courses. Brie and I are both qualified life coaches. Like, you know, all of the things, like even now I'm still having like from that one first ever mindset coaching experience, like. I'm still having profound realizations from that one time now that I'm bringing new levels of awareness to that. Like at first, you know, I thought it was money. Now it's leadership. Now it's like success. Like there was so much laid into that one problem, that one question, that one thing, fear, enoughness, all of it was laid in. Mm. And I can see that so clearly now, but at the time it solved a problem. I went and I put the tickets up and we sold out that workshop. Yeah. And it solved that problem in that immediate setting. Yeah. But I have worked on that problem so many times. I've gone back to that one session so many times in my mind because there was so much there. Like I was so scared. I was so scared of everything. Yeah, because it runs so deep, right? Because there's probably one experience which was layered by another experience and then another experience where you don't even realize anymore that it's just a perception. And like you said, until you've been given a pattern interrupt, you can't do it yourself. And my, I'm the same. Like the second, you know, somebody actually, uh, as soon as I realized that I'm not afraid of failure, I'm afraid of success. And this is why. And this is the moments that I, I learned all those things. Again, it's been the gift that keeps on giving. And at every level, I can find another limitation. Mm-hmm. And now I'm aware of it, same as you. It just, I, I've got ways to keep going. Absolutely. So I know that, like, you know, one of my all time favorite quotes, you know, if you, if you want what others have, you have to do what others won't do. Right. Mm. And working in mindset, ultimately, it's not something, it's something that everyone should do, (laughs) but it's not something that most people do. Most business owners don't do it, but I know, and I know that you totally agree that with all of our clients and and the ones that you've worked with, ones that I've worked with, this is the thing that unlocks their deepest dreams and their deepest desires. And I know that, you know, we've both worked with people through both of our programs that are the same people that have had such big I guess mindset unlocks mm. and someone who's coming to mind straight away is Lashan. Um, <laughs> such a beautiful human being. And we both work with her both within PMP and also within Level Up Your Life, right? Yeah. Um, and such a phenomenal human makeup artist. Mm. And when she first came to us, she was like a makeup artist and all she wanted to do was like charge money for doing makeup because she mm. was self-taught and she didn't think that anyone would pay her for it. And I paid her for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's the, the best. Start off. I was like, yeah. she's the best. She's my go-to. She's doing my wedding, the whole thing. Oh, right? like, amazing. She's my go-to every time. Yeah. 
And so I paid her to do my makeup and she was like, I'm so scared. Like, I really, like, I was like, what's your biggest dream, Lashan? And she was like, I just want to do weddings. But she was like, so scared. And I know you would have seen this as well Mm. um, when you worked with Lashan, but there was so much fear and so many limiting beliefs and so much enoughness that was kind of holding her back. There was so much of that. And also there was so much of like, but why me? And also like I loved with Lashan. I don't know if you had the same experience and you're right. She is the best makeup artist ever. <laughs> like she is amazing. It was so good mm-hmm. to see her start to believe in herself and trust herself. But I also noticed too, once she really anchored into clarity and like understanding her why, and she was able to really anchor into like, I'm doing this and I am going to create this business for my family. She is such a family woman. She is the most amazing mother, amazing wife. And when she was able to really lean into her emotional why and why it's important to her to grow this business and to, you know, have the prices that does actually reflect her work and how amazing she is. She anchored into an emotional why and watching her grow after that was honestly, like I was brought to tears a lot of the time reading messages from her because she's had self-trust. She had an emotional why. She was connected to it. And then she started to take action and rewrite her story. And she's somebody who now I think, operates from her highest self-identity. Absolutely. And like she called in so many opportunities. Like Mm. as a, you know, as a woman who is so about empowering other women, is so about making other women feel beautiful and so wants them to see the true like gorgeousness within them and making them feel like their best selves. Like that's Mm. a whole thing, right? And you can Mm. feel it. Like she oozes it. Yeah. Um, And then to call in, like she called in this incredible collaboration with this boudoir photographer and now they work side by side and because of that you know she's been photographing women in their like in their skimpies and making them so sexy and beautiful and loving on their bodies and because of that she got her first wedding and then that was I remember that moment so because it took so long because she was so scared and she even had people inquiring about weddings and she just wouldn't reply because she was like I can't do someone's wedding. I'm not good enough to do someone's wedding. I can't do these things. And the minute she tapped into her power and the minute that she started backing herself and trusting herself, it just blew up. Like, I I, I can barely get her anymore. Like, I I had to book her for my wedding, like, you know, two years in advance. And like the other week I messed her and I was like, hey, babe, can you come do my makeup for this thing? She was like, babe, I'm booked out. And I was like, I am celebrating you for that. But also, no, (laughs) I'm just come back. I like to remember that for her. It's so, so good. It's so good. So good. There's been so many of those, right? Like, I feel like there's quite a few where we we could probably talk, we could make a whole episode about clients that have had the same experience. Like when they started working on the inner world, their businesses went freaking gangbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Someone who comes to mind is Zoe. Oh, oh my gosh. When Zoe first started, I remember myself, I had, because this is back when I used to do sales calls um, for my business. And I remember having my my sales call with Zoe. I remember exactly it. Like I was in the car randomly. I was such a badass. I was doing sales calls in the car. <laughs> and I was in the car talking to Zoe and she's a ph- photographer in Perth, guys. Um, Alchemy, Alchemy Brand Studios. The Get most, on it. Yeah. Incredible photographer. And she was still working FIFO and was working on oil rigs. And she was mm. like, there's no way that this would be able to bring in my full income, like, because the income was so high. Mm. She was like, there's no way. And, you know, she was charging like $200 for branding shoots. And she joined into, into PMP, where obviously Bree and I both coach. And we just saw her flourish. Like in the last, she's been last for almost 18 months now. Mm. And in the last 18 months, she said that in the last, actually I was speaking to her yesterday and she said in the last uh, six months alone, she's put up her prices five times. <sighs> and because of that, like, I, again, I think because she started to believe in how good she is, she started to identify some of her own stuff. She She's somebody who does very much work on the mindset and the strategy together. And because of that, she makes, I think she makes more now than she did off the, at the oil rig. Oh man, it's way she's more. Over like almost 20k a month or something. Or maybe yeah. more. Yeah. She's just hired a team. <sighs> it's so good. She's again, a living embodiment of doing the strategy and the mindset and then seeing what happens afterwards. And it's, it's, I don't know if you're the same, but to me, every time I get those messages and I'm just like, oh my God, like the way it can change your life when you work on the stuff and it doesn't always feel good, but afterwards it feels really good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And it is because you, you do have to look in a really confronting mirror. Mm-hmm. And like, this is the thing with mindset work, guys, like you have to want to do it because like the minute that you look in the mirror and you, because like, all that mindset work is, is seeing the places where you are holding yourself back. Yeah. That's it. And it's not flaws and you're not broken. Nope. But it is, you do have to 
really look at the places where you've let yourself maybe down, where you've disappointed yourself, maybe where you've let others down because Mm. of the way that you've been thinking. It's really, really, really confronting. And it would be easier just to not know, like, Brie, we've had this conversation so many times, Uh. where sometimes being more aware and having all this awareness in mindset sometimes makes things harder because Mm. it would be easier just to be unaware. It would be easier just to fly through life being like, it's not working out because it's not my time in the universe versus actually taking radical responsibility and saying, actually, like I can be in control of the situation and I can't control every aspect, but I can control the way I react, if nothing else. And that can give me peace and that can give me power, you know? Mm, um, but there's so much, so many times where like looking in the mirror the first time, like it is really hard to, to take the responsibility that you don't have what you want right now. It's a you problem. It's a you thing. Mm. And, and that can be confronting, but it can also be the most empowering mindset ever. Like, mm. and I say this a lot of the time to clients, like <laughs> in the most loving way, every experience, everything in our life, in our business. And I, I don't mean fault from like a you did something wrong. It's all up to us. Like it's not, it's our fault as in we create our circumstances, we respond to our circumstances and it's yes, confronting because we are probably the reason we are where we are. And if you're not where you want to be, maybe it's, you know, something worth looking into. But also that means you're the person that can rewrite the whole story. The minute you decide to, the minute you decide I'm done, I'm recreating my life, I'm rewriting my narrative, you can do that. Like it's a decision. And it's so empowering. Like, and it, again, it comes down to perception and the way you see it mm-hmm. and the way you choose to see it. Because, yeah, it can be your fault and you can go into cycles of shame and guilt and embarrassment and, you know, failure. And you can, you can totally realize that actually everything that I've been doing has been holding me back and everything that I have been doing, you know, for me, like I definitely hurt other people before I had awareness. And I look back now and I'm like, shit, maybe I was the cause of that friendship breakdown or that relationship breakdown or that mm. thing but ultimately it led me here and that's exactly where I meant to be and what I, I can't change what happened then but I can change what happens moving forward and I get to choose that and that is the power of it otherwise you will just keep running that repetitive sometimes for me toxic cycle that used to happen and until I drew awareness to it it would have kept happening yeah. And then on the flip side, after you did that work, like even look like I, as you were talking just then, I was like, I'm so glad that you are exactly where you are and that you're one of my best friends because you do, you come out the other side and then you start attracting beautiful things, beautiful mm-hmm. friendships. Like there's no toxicity between you and I because we've done our work, friendship work, like friendship fallouts, all of that stuff. Like we've done it. And when you do the stuff, you attract the most beautiful situations, friendships, clients like I cry sometimes when I think about the soulmate clients that I have and that's all because we we do work and we start to know exactly what we're calling in and how to show up as the best version of ourselves so one thing I love about us is the abundance you know it's like uh (laughs) it's like well it's true because it's like we could very easily be competition yeah true Right, not that we would ever just think that. But yeah, that's so. That's such a strange. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and and it's not because you know we have the same philosophies, we have the same thoughts, we have like a lot of the same trainings. But what makes us both uniquely different is who we are and the way mm. that we deliver that information. And you know, we do have a different experiences, of course, that we bring to the table. But ultimately, mm. like we don't even think about it like that, and we haven't even considered it because we are abundant and we are in our abundant mindset, and we know there's enough for everybody, and we know there's enough like that we don't need to compete or to step yeah. on each other's own. Like, and I'm really big on that. Like I even, I signed up with a social media manager a couple of months ago and she was like, who is your competition? And I wrote down, there are none. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, I was like, and she was like, no, but I actually need to know like who other people are that do what you do in your industry. Yeah. I was like, oh, but no one doesn't yeah. like me. So <laughs> no one is me and that is my power. <laughs> Bang. Like, but it, yeah. And it's, oh, I love it so much. It, were you always in an abundant mindset? Were you like oh, a competitive oh female? No, no, no. I was, um, everyone's better than me. And I will like that, like, what, like, you know, I can't do that because she's doing it better. And so therefore, like, I just shouldn't start. Like, in my business, that was a big one. Yeah. I was comparing myself to a coach that I had for a really long time, a business coach. And I was like, Look at her with all her worksheets, <laughs> all her branded stuff. And I'm just sitting here spending 55 million hours in Canva and like, look at her with all her stuff. Like, I'll never be that good. So I may as well just stop now. Mm, so that was, interesting. That was my cycle. So you were able to rewrite that set 
mm. mindset. Like, yeah. And it's just, again, it's just proof. So like, that's mm. why doing the work is so damn good. It is so damn good. Thank mm. you for sharing your story today as well and also mm. the science behind the mindset. Guys, if you have been listening to this and you've had any moments where you've been feeling yourself kind of nodding and recognizing that maybe you've been feeling the same way or you've felt the same things or you've had the same experience, this is your sign that you are the person that is holding you back. <laughs> so <laughs> if you are ready to step out of the current thought patterns and the current thought loops and bring new awareness because we know that you can't just keep building on top of foundations that are not, I don't want to say solid, but solid. <laughs> because ultimately, guys, you're going to end up building a tower or a life or a business that isn't bringing you joy, that you don't love, that you're working nine to five because that's what you thought was good or because that's what you thought that you should have, or you're not earning enough money because you didn't bring awareness to how much you wanted to earn, or you're not even going after the next opportunity because you're scared of success or failure. And if any of those things are feeling like they're resonating with you and you're ready to step out of that thought loop and you want to have the success that you're dreaming of, and you want to even bring awareness to what that success looks like, we have, Brianna and I built a course that really takes the fluff out of mindset. And like Brianna and I both invested tens of thousands of dollars into mindset coaching, mindset courses, one-to-one mindset coaches, literally certifications, like Mm. all of the things. And we've taken everything that we loved about those programs and we've created a course called Master Your Biz Mindset. And it's really taking all of those elements and putting them in just taking the stuff that's relevant for business owners to really help you strip away those stories, those limiting beliefs, those fears, and start truly stepping into the business owner that you are, want to be, dream of being, and creating the success that you have. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And we've got, like, honestly, a module for pretty much everything that we just spoke about today. Mm. Like, there's boundaries, there's self-trust, there's identifying your flavor of fear, there's mum guilt, there's friendship fallouts, there's imposter syndrome. Like we've basically left no stone unturned because we have lived and breathed it. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, the reason that we made this course was because we know there's tons of mindset courses on the market. We know there's plenty that you can do. You can sign up with Bree. You can sign up with, like there's plenty of mindset stuff on the market. There's, there's hundreds of it. There's, there's meditations, there's apps, there's all sorts of stuff. But this was the stuff that was the game changer for us in our business. This is like stripping away all the other stuff that maybe, you know, you might want to work on later on. But this is the stuff that is that like literally the stepping stones to success. And I think we have about 18 modules in there that are specifically focused on leveling up your business mindset. But we know that when you do the work on your business stuff, like what we're actually doing the work on is you. And that does start to reflect in your outer world really quickly, not just in money and success, but in boundaries and joy, in happiness, in being able to spend quality time with your family family with your phone off and not feeling guilty or working on your business and not feeling guilty all of it and I think yeah like you said I think there's 18 modules there's meditations there's inner child stuff like it's it's very potent I love the journal like I I just love the journal I'm a bit of a journal freak (laughs) we are obsessed and guys this is something that we've worked on for months and it's something that we are so passionate about and like I'm a strategy coach and and Brianna coaches in my program too and she's also a strategy coach and we love logic we love reason we love strategy we love hard and fast but we know that if you are doing all of the things if you are implementing all of the strategies if you are trying all of the things and it's not working for you the missing component isn't more things (laughs) it's not more strategy you need to start unpacking and peeling back the layers or belief systems that are holding you back or fear or procrastination or whatever it might be that's holding you back and then step forward and layer on those strategies. Because the two examples that we gave today, Lashan and Zoe, like they started with, you know, with all of the fear, all of the doubt, all of the not enoughness. And as we plugged back into their power, as we plugged back into their boundaries and their self-love and their confidence and their self-trust and their belief in their abilities and their self-worth for charging and the fear of, you know, being good enough. When we worked on all of that stuff, that is when we laid the strategy on top and then it just skyrocketed their businesses both of them fully booked both of them scaling both of them you know multi-six-figure businesses like absolutely Mm. incredible Mm, 100 it's so exciting so 
we know this course is a game changer. We know that everybody, if you're in business, needs this course. It doesn't matter whether you're a startup, whether you've been in business for five years. If you have resonated with anything that we have said on today's podcast, then you are the right fit for this program. We do have an ideal client, but ultimately we know that everybody needs this. We know that everybody needs this work and needs to do this work. And the drop-ins that you're going to have are unreal. Go and check out the show notes, have a little look at what's included and what it's about. But if you're feeling called to it, you're meant to do it. This is 100% something that is a gut feel and you will know if it feels right for you. Bree, tell me, if you were to give one action step to our listeners today, which is obviously not just go and check out our program, (laughs) but any other action step for our listeners today that they can go away and start working on like a bite-sized action tip that you would give to start working your mindset, what would you say? I would say start, first of all, just... (laughs) I know this is meant to be short and sharp. (laughs) So first of all, just start observing your thought patterns and your actions inside of your business. And then the second question I want you to ask on repeat all of the time is, interesting, where did that come from? Mm. Where did that come from? When did I first learn that? Where did that come from? And whose is this? Mm. Because then that's when we say this isn't even our own stuff most of the time. I love that. And you'll know, guys, like the trigger points for me are like, if I have an emotional reaction to something, Mm -hmm. immediately I'm like, okay, cool where did that come from? Mm. Why is that here? (laughs) Yes. Right? And just questioning because we shouldn't be having irrationally emotional responses to things. You know, it's it's also just not letting us serve our best life. So I love that. Just questioning when you're having those emotional responses. Okay, where did that come from? Yeah. When you catch that thought that's not helpful, where did that come from? Yeah. What would be yours? What's your like top tip for mindset stuff in business every day? I love mantras you know, this to be true for me. I always have them on screenshot, like screensavers on my phone. I have post-it notes around my computer. For me, it really is a mantra thing. It's it's like for me to really create a new belief system, it has to become something that I see all of the time. Like I'm highly visual and I really need to see it a lot. Uh, And Mm. so, you know, and for my subconscious brain to start really using that, like, you know, my first ever mantra, and I've spoken this a thousand times, was give less of a fuck. And I gave so many fucks to everybody all the time, not physically, (laughs) um, but emotionally. And, you know, ultimately, the minute that I stopped caring so much about everything that everyone else was doing and everything everyone else thought was when I truly was able to step back into my power. And, you know, when I start to feel like I was starting to, you know, give a fuck, I would just remind myself, like it would, it became a subconscious process for me. Ah, give less of a, you know, crap about that, you know? So for me, I have mantras on my phone. and, And for me, it's about like, okay, this is not helpful for me. So what's the opposite of that that I can make true? And then how do I just reinforce that new story daily and see it every single day so that I can start to believe it to be true? Oh, so good. And just to add the science to that, which is all covered in the course, the reason that you have to see that mantra lots and lots of times is for it to be in your subconscious, which is what controls us. We need emotion and we need repetition. So when you have those two things working together, you're rewiring and refiring. And so again, like once we've got the science behind why we do what we do, we're more likely to do it and then we have the change. So affirmations and mantras are like a heck yes for me. Mm, Big heck yes. Mm. Thank you so much for your time today, Bree. As always, so nice to be on the mic with you and uh, just taking our convos public, basically. Yeah, no, we were on the phone this morning for our walk for an hour. So love this for us. I know, love this for us. We'll just record every conversation from now. Yeah, <laughs> um, guys, we would love to know what you got out of today's episode. Please, as usual, tag, screenshot, um, tag us both uh, at Miss Mindset and at Steph Gorton. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was, and if you have felt any kind of calling, any kind of something that has been resonating with you today, please check out the link in the show notes because we know this is for you. 